Welcome to the Awkward Zoo. I'm Randy, and this is Just Listen Podcast. And today we have a chew on this, continuing on kind of our series of um, senses and tastes. Uh, um, taste is the sense of <laughs> continuing our series of senses with food. Um, we are kind of, I guess we'll touch up on sound a little bit um, t- today, but there's not much to sound, so I didn't really consider it a full episode um, on its own, but it does correlate to what we're talking about today. But first... Um, updates! I don't know. Um, so... I should hear back mid-January about um, a job. Uh, uh, yeah. Other than that, I've just been doing what I've been doing um, on Twitch and um, podcast, as well as what else am I doing? Playing video games. Um, oh, I did, um, I did kind of cave in and subscribed for one month of Disney Plus, um, and I watched a bunch of Christmas holiday stuff, specials, um, I, I watched all of The Mandalorian second season, I've already seen the first one, um, and yeah. I did watch, um, since Disney does own uh, 20th Century Fox, uh, Fox Entertainment, um, they've, been, they've been posting a lot of movies on Disney Plus as well from that company. And uh, I, I, I watched um, Anastasia, the animated movie, and I have uh, Once Upon a December stuck in my head. I don't know the lyrics, but I have like full blown like orchestra playing being like constantly um like in my head. Uh <laughs> so there's that. So if you ever hear you might hear me hum hum that um um uh later on. Um but yeah that's been like it's just like that's just stuck um, in my head now. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what to do with it. Um, I'm sure my parents um, over the New Year's weekend are kind of sick of me because I've been like singing that melody and humming that melody like constantly, and they didn't work over New Year's weekend, um, so. <laughs> Uh, they they're just listening to me hum once upon a December all pretty much all weekend, uh, but yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Um, I did I did cave in a little bit, um, and binge watched um, a couple of stuff and movies that released. Um, I did watch um, Candace Against the Universe, uh, Love Phineas and Ferb, um, as well, and yeah, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, I think that's it for updates. Um, so on to Chew on This. Interjections, show excitement or emotion. <laughs> uh, 
kidding. But seriously, interjection. Um, random news. Um, apparently, I'm a week ahead of schedule. Um, so these videos released uh, in two weeks. Um, so random news isn't really doesn't really fit, and so I had to create an <laughs> interjection. Um, that that intro uh, was from Schoolhouse Rock. Uh, those old school people out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but but yeah, so random news. Uh, um, today we have random news. News. Uh, um, I talked about uh, music before in random news um, about uh, Boa and her comeback. Uh, Towards the end of 2020, but um, just released over the weekend um, is Olivia Rodrigo, um, who's like, hey, you, you gotta watch out for this girl, man. Um, she's super talented, amazing, great singer, and new song, um, debut single, uh, a driver license, is. Um, it's amazing and um, if you watch the music video warning it is explicit there is one f word um, in the music video um, there is a clean um, song version which just removes the one word um, and it's towards the end um, but just just a warning there um, um, there is one um, f word towards the end of the song um, but other than that it's not like it makes much of a difference, um, um, but just just a warning there for any young um, audiences, if there is any, um, there is that one word. But this girl is super talented, um, um, and uh, I can't wait for High School Musical, the series, season two. Um, she's one of the stars, uh, and I can't wait for that to come out. Um, um, and like I said, this girl, you gotta, you gotta keep an eye out for her. Um, look out on her, uh, a rising star, and like she's going places. And Disney has this knack of finding talent. I don't know, but they're they're good. They're good at finding talent. Um, they're they're very good and like I said about music I don't really follow a lot of people um, or keep up with a lot of things but you should keep an eye out on Olivia Rodrigo uh, um, she is a definitely a rising star that you should look out for um, and that's it for random news so today's chew on this we're talking about um, senses and last Last week we talked about um, what did we talk about sight. <laughs> no what did we talk about last week? We talked about sight and the appeal of food, and now we're going to touch and mouth feel. So now we're going into actually starting to eat um, the food, food, and so so we're talking about the sensation, the feelings here. Uh, um, there's not um, many articles about this, and, um, except for the fact that that 
um, touch, mouthfeel plays an important part in how you experience food. Um, but there's not much uh, stuff out there. Um, the stuff that is out there is about um, mushy food, food because it's mainly geared towards um, babies and elderly who can't really, really uh, chew, right? And so it's about changing, like, how... So a lot of articles are about how changing textures for the elderly and babies is basically what's out there. There's nothing, a whole lot of, like, other, like, information about taste, um, how, how important it is for uh, experience and, like, experiencing food and, like, all that stuff. Um, generally, um... So any information that I found, I found on food52.com, does chewy food put you off? Here's why. And vernvarona.com, five textures. There's, and like I said, there's a lot of articles about, uh, other articles about baby, baby food and el feeding elderly. Um, but so... Five common textures, we'll start there. Um, five common textures are watery, firm, crunchy, creamy, chewy. Um, I would add also slimy, because um, I feel like that's not like, uh, I feel like that's not like a category that will fit in any of these. Like, like I guess it can sort of kind of fit in like creamy, but like I mean like like slimy as in like sticky and gloop gloop. Uh, I don't know. Like um, like mangoes are kind of like slippery, right? And kind of and sticky because of the sugar. And then like like durian is also kind of like slimy texture if you can get over the smell um, uh, and like bad fish are kind of slimy <laughs> um, get kind of like slimy uh, but yeah that, that kind of feeling um, um, not necessarily sticky but just kind of slippery and kind of like gloopy I don't know uh, I don't know if you can understand what I'm trying to say by that. But yeah, so those are just generally five basic kind of textures that like everything kind of falls in. Um, how, so, oh, texture or you know, this mouth food is probably foods that are sensed by touch in the mouth and hands and is considered um, secondary to taste and fragrance. Um, so yeah, right, you're not really thinking about, uh, textures, right, right, the texture of food is kind of like a second thought, you're mostly thinking about, like, like, what you want, right, uh, what foods you want, you're not thinking about, oh, what texture do I want, uh, <laughs> um, um, so, sometimes you're thinking about texture, especially what, when you're snacking, or like you want a snack, you're like, I, you, sometimes, sometimes I'm like, I want something crunchy, right? Or when you, when you just want to munch on something, you just want something to chew on, right? Right? Or to like just something crunch sometimes. Or 
or something creamy. Uh, sometimes instead of like, so sometimes when I want ice cream, it's not really I want some I want ice cream. It's mostly because I want something like creamy and cold, and ice cream just fits that description <laughs> in like the easiest. Uh, but yeah, it's like sometimes like when you have food cravings, you kind of crave like a texture instead of actual food. Um, but yeah, but generally uh, texture is, and that's kind of what this one article kind of suggests. Um, yes, is like the kind of psychology behind like cravings is you're not looking for a particular food, you're looking for a particular texture. Um, but yeah, but um, but this is something that is studied. Uh, the science of food structure is called um, food rheology, um, R-H-E-O-L-O-G-Y. And uh, what they do is find textures in, in, it's mostly like the subconscious and textures in the subconscious. Um, and it, like studies from this show uh, um, that chewing makes food taste better. So make sure you chew and that it also helps blood flow to the brain and so like with like particularly like elderly as kind of kind of like diseases and um, especially like mental mental illnesses is to slow that down um, studies have shown that uh, elderly people who chew their food food a lot longer or chew their food um, it helps to slow it down helps to prevent it from happening and that's because chewing helps um, blood flow and like like I said as you grow older you kind of lose teeth you kind of it's kind of harder to chew things and so you get so certain elderly people are, are transferred to kind of softer mushier foods and so they're not chewing as often and and so so that's what kind of like the studies are coming from and what they're looking at um yeah going back to like food balance um balance like like food plating there's a balance um also oh, in food plating um you're not just not just appearances but you're also balancing textures as well oh it may be so it may not be on the forefront, um, but it is definitely there because right? you want a contrast of textures. You don't want everything to be really creamy. Um, then, it, then it then it tends to be like like if everything was creamy, then you you get like a sense of like fattiness and, and like lethargy, right? You don't you don't want to finish finish. But if you kind of cut that uh, with um, with something. Um, chewy or something crisp and crunchy um, then it's not all smooth and like melt in your mouth but then you have a little bit of bite to it um, right and, and you don't want everything crunchy because then you're always chewing and and you want to always hear that right so you also so like part of sound um, is in cooking, but also in the texture, right? You can hear what texture is, right? If something is mushy, you can hear it. Um, if something is crunchy, you can hear it, right? 
right? Um, and if it's just like a liquid and you're like slurping it, you, know, you can hear it, right? All right. And so part of texture is is as you're eating it, you can hear these sounds and these different sensations that part of the food eating experience. Um, what I found interesting in an article, in the article, in one of the articles, um, uh, says, uh, this is from the Food 52 article, um, that textures are also culturally tied, socially and culturally tied. Um, like China, Japan, um, Taiwan, you have the QQ or the mochi, chewy mochi. The mochi mochi, the QQ kind of textures are kind of are very are popular, right? Right, um, like like boba tea, the tapioca pearls. Um, you have mochi duck in Korea, the rice cakes, right? Like these chewier textures, those are pretty are pretty popular. Uh, um, um, fancy food tends to be a smooth, tends to be tender. Right, if you think about like a fancy restaurant, you think about uh, like that tender melt in your mouth um, piece of steak, right, or meat that just kind of melts in your mouth, right, right, uh, or like chocolate mousse is pretty fancy, or like fancy desserts are like just kind of uh, smooth melt in your mouth so like typically right when you think of like fancy restaurants or fancy places what they serve you think of like tender uh, or soft kind of melt in your mouth kind of feeling any textures right uh so like like textures can be tied to these like cultural standings to the social or like classes as well uh, and, uh, and so that's that's mouthfeel and a little bit of hearing right you can hear the textures is, and that's just part of the eating experience right you see the food and then you kind of feel the food in your mouth uh, and explore the textures and you want to strike a right balance right when you're creating a dish Ish. You want to strike a right balance. You want creamy. You want crunchy. You want soft um, or chewy, right? You want to create this experience not only looks good, but also tastes good and feels good, right? Right. And so yeah. So that's that's mouthfeel. Um, and then we're going to go into smell. Next week, we're going to be talking about smell, uh, um, which surprisingly, there's not a whole lot of information I can find about smell. Um, they all say the same thing, and there's not a whole lot of study. Um, if you kind of look at smell and food, there's not a whole lot. It just tells you, they basically all say the same thing, that smell is a very important part of taste. Um, and then you can find a whole bunch of stuff about like aromas and like aromatherapy, essential oils. You can find a bunch of stuff on that, but just like food and smell, there's not a whole lot. But so yeah, we have smell and taste left. Um, yeah.
So let's head on to flip the script. So today's flip the script, we're going to go and take a look at some. We're going to take a look at an anime. Um, when people ask me for anime recommendations, I recommend this anime. Um, not because it's like that great of a story or animation, which is pretty phenomenal. It is good. It is good. Um, Story-wise, um, animation-wise, uh, it is good. Um, uh, it, it is generically falls under a bunch of other <laughs> um, um, it's not a new story, uh, um, but it is good. It is decent. But the reason why I recommend it um, to people is because it houses in it, is particularly towards the end, um, towards the end, it houses in it the gospel story. Uh, um, it's a bit of a stretch, because like I said, none of these are perfect in comparison to the real well, thing. But but they're stepping stones. There's way to tie uh, in. In and this anime is Guilty Crown. Not to be confused with the video game, video game fighter, um, Guilty Gear. This <laughs> this is Guilty Crown. Um, and basically, the story is it's a dystopian society, a society um, of Japan. And then what happened was, was there's this um, there's this meteorite that uh, not spoiling too much. Uh, there's a meteorite that came, and something happened, and it created this explosion. A virus spread, and it happened on Christmas, and they call this day the Lost Christmas. Yes. And then ten years later, the main character has lost um, his memories, memories of the past. Uh, oh, like particularly during that time, um, a time, and he was—he was also—he's only like what, fifteen, sixteen now, and so he was only like what, five, six, when this happened, anyways. Uh, but he doesn't remember much, uh, <laughs> um, and he's kind of thrown into this society where this group—I can't remember the company—kind um, of just manages the virus um, and does it tyrannically um, and and he's kind of thrown into this resistance group called the funeral parlor and through that he obtains this special power uh, from a void genome and the power is called the power of kings and what this does is allows, allows the person who has it has the genome um, it allows them to extract and materialize weapons from people's hearts. So he's able. So and these things are called voids, or void. And basically, essentially, the void is um, the personality or the heart of a person. And so, like whatever he pulls out, uh, it is basically sort of in essence. And it's something tied to the personality, tied to the character of the 
of the person who pulls the void from. Um, um, and like, okay, okay, okay. So what does that have to do with the gospel? What does that have to do with anything related to Jesus? Uh, so, uh, um, so that's where I'm going with this. Um, toward, so towards the, this is towards the end. Um, so he has that power, but then he later on loses it you know, because uh, he later on loses it. You know, and he gains a new one of similar affection. And, um, uh, and, and so what happens is he gains a different um, void genome and he pulls his own void. And his own void right, is a similar power in which it can extract um, voids. Right? But it not only just extracts the void, not, it not only materializes the void, but it also takes the virus as well. Well, and so, and so, so you get where I'm going with this. Is, is that that he takes upon not just taking the void, but also the virus that the person has. As, and so this is where it correlates to the gospel, is that uh, Jesus Christ, he came, came to earth, and, and he, he died on a cross. Uh, and what that did was he basically took the wrath of God uh, and bore our sins. For Romans, Romans 3, uh, 23 says, is for the wages of sin is death. And, uh, so basically, we are sinners. We are bad. We have this virus. And what Jesus did was he took that virus and put it on himself and he paid that price and it's right because the price of sin is death and he paid that price on the cross um second corinthians five twenty one says for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of god right uh, jesus didn't sin but he became sin he who knew no sin bore our sin and shame upon that cross, and he paid the price, right? Just as this main character, which I completely didn't say his name, just as the main character shoot towards the end, and he bears the virus, he bears the good and the bad, and he takes it upon himself. Because what happens is um, he kind of becomes a tyrannical king because of the power, and then he loses it, and then he re he realizes later on like like what he must do, and he took it upon himself to bear the weight of the virus, virus, and which is why his new power not only not only grabs the void but also takes the virus from those who are suffering from it. And, and just like Jesus, as, as he takes upon the virus of sin and that, that plagues us, that takes a hold of us, and he puts it on himself, oh, and he bore it on the cross, but he didn't just end there. 
right as Christians we don't just believe oh Jesus took our sin and he died on the cross but that he rose up again right because Jesus is God uh, and the power of God and we believe in, in, in his death and resurrection and he rose up from again he rose up again and he's alive we don't believe in a dead God we believe in a living God uh, right and Right, right, the second part of Second Corinthians five twenty one, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. Uh, so He took away our sins and and clothed us in His righteousness, right? Because He did not sin, and so that we can become righteous before God by believing in Him who paid the price for us, because we couldn't do it ourselves. And so. Oh, that's why I recommend, like if people ask me like, what anime do you recommend, I recommend Guilty Crown. Because uh, then, you know, then I can later talk to them about, uh, about the gospel. Right? Uh, you know, it, just like Shu, Jesus came to this earth and he took our sin. He took that virus upon himself. Uh, and and that in itself is the gospel story, right? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever so believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. Uh, and Jesus did that uh, by bearing our sin upon the cross and paying the price, paying the penalty, and then rising up again in resurrected new life, so that we too can trust in him and know and have an assurance is that we will also rise with him in his death and resurrection, that we are dead to sin and alive in Christ. So yeah, that's flip the script. Um, so let's wrap things up. talked about sense of taste, um, mouthfeel, right, touch, uh, just kind of mouthfeel, how food uh, feels, right, and we can also hear it, like if something is crunchy, you can hear, hear the sounds of it, if it's mushy, you can hear the squishes, it is right, right, and then, and we talked about flip the script, guilty crown, and how it relates relates to the gospel story. Um, and so next week we will be talking about smell, the sense of smell and taste, as well as to flip the script will be about the Lion King, um, another another uh, um, story that I, I I dearly love and talk about quite commonly in comparison to uh, the the bible bible as well so basically a lot of these flip the script so far are the common ones that i do talk about to people um as they kind of show up or come up um, in bible studies and stuff and in conversations um, and so lion king is also one of those ones that i like to share and talk about uh, because a lot of people that see the lion king 
um, if people are into anime, then Guilty Crown is a good one to talk about. Um, Karate Kid in general, uh, the quote from Karate Kid in general is is easily being able to pull up and talk about. Uh, um, Wally, uh, there's not many conversations about Noah, but Wally um, comes up in conversation when I'm talking about like how you tie in like media and and stuff to the Bible. Wally comes up as an example of like how do you tie stuff in because it is basically an allusion to the Noah story. Um, but yeah, so Lion King, we talk about Lion King. We also talk about, uh, I got over the 30 minute mark. And we also talk about uh, smell next week. And yeah, so, so questions. What do you think about mouthfeel? Does it play an important role uh, for you of how things feel? Do you don't like certain textures? Like you don't like things that are slangy? Um, <laughs> which is reminds me of the quote from Lion King, slangy yet satisfying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, is there any textures that you don't like? Um, do you think texture plays an important role in food? What about cravings? Um, are you really hungry for something or wanting to snack on something? Or is it just a texture thing? Um, and then Guilty Crown. Um, I don't really encourage you to watch it. Um, if you're into anime, um, watch it. Um, if you want to see, like I said, the second half, there's two parts, or technically you can say two seasons, and the second half is more geared towards, the second half is what I'm talking about really, really about the kind of gospel story. Um, his kind of, is basically the main characters kind of rise and fall, uh, and as well as that new power. So him getting this new power and what it does is in episode 19. Um, his kind of fall into tyranny is around episode 15. Uh, yeah. yeah, so if you want to go watch it or you just want to watch the specific parts, um, you probably want to, if you want to watch the specific parts, it's probably around episode 15 to the end. If not, you just heard this um, kind of description. But what do you think about it, right? Like always with the flip the scripts, like do you agree? Do you disagree? What do you think about it? it is it a stretch? Does it make sense? I don't know. Um, it makes sense to me. <laughs> but yeah, so that's it for today. And so I hope you have a jelly day. Bye.